0: Chapter twenty-three of Ayikra is a chapter that lists the various festivals, the holidays uh, of the year, beginning with the Shabbat. The beginning of the chapter, uh, uh, yeah, and then the continuation is Moadei Kodesh these are my fixed times, my special times. And it begins with the Shabbat in the third Pasuk, third verse, Shabbat, Shabbaton, Kodesh. So we begin with the Shabbat. And then in verse number four, Hashem Kodesh These are the days, the special days that you shall tikru declare them some translate, celebrate them, in their appropriate times. So the Shabbat is affixed every seven days, but these are the special days. A rabbinic understanding, that you, the people, have a stake, have a, a part of the actual decoration of the, these holidays, because the holidays are days that come in the month, and the declaring of the new moon, as understood by our tradition, is done by the court, and actually the new moon can be one of two days. So it turns out that the declaration of the day itself is made by the people. In any event, these are the special days, and there's a list of the special days, and it works chronologically, beginning with the first month. In the Torah, the first month is what we call Nisan, and that's the beginning of our calendar. Our calendar begins with the Exodus from Egypt. So I would like to focus uh, in this uh, session on one of the festivals about which the Torah says very little, and that is in verse number twenty-three: "Vayidaber Hashem uMosheleimar, Yisrael So God instructs Moshe to speak to the people of Israel. Shabbaton. Zichron Trua Mikra Kodesh. On this, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, shall be a day of Shabbaton, a cessation from work. Zichron Trua Mikra kodesh. A day commemorated with a Trua. Trua can mean a shout, it can mean a blast. Uh, sometime later in the Torah, it speaks of Shofar Trua. It could be the chauffeur, but the word shofar is actually not mentioned. Zichron Chua Mikra Kodesh, it's a sacred occasion. All work uh, you may not do. Mulechet Avodah. You shall bring a sacrifice, an offering to God. This is all the Torah has to say about the festival that takes place on the first day of the seventh month. Which are not common parlance, we call it Rosh Hashanah. Now, the festivals in general have three aspects to them, three elements. One is, they are festivals; they are holidays; they are holy days. We're talking about holy days, and a holy day has three elements. The main one being, first of all, the forbiddenness to work. Call avodah call There's a difference between mulechet avodah and milachah that's not our point right now. Secondly, on these special days, there's a sacrifice. And thirdly, we would call them special observances. These are the, are the constituent elements of the festivals. In the list over here, it's interesting that the list over here of these special days uh, is not identical to the list in the book of Bamidbar in chapter 28. There, for example, Rosh Chodesh is mentioned, the first day of the month is mentioned, and it's not mentioned in the list in our chapter, in chapter 23, and the reason is that the list in Bamidbar are the days that you bring an additional sacrifice called the Musaf. So Rosh Chodesh is a day in which you bring an additional sacrifice, but apparently it's not a holy day, because it would appear that there's no prohibition to work on Rosh Chodesh. Over here we have these elements. We have special observances, we have cessation from work, forbiddenness to work, and sacrifice. But what is this day actually about? The other festivals, it's very clear in the Torah what it's about. Pesach, it's clear. Uh, Yom Kippur is clear. Sukkot is clear. Shavuot is clear. But when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, all the Torah says is, Zichron Chua Mikra Kodesh, and in the chapter in the Book of Bamidbar, in Numbers, chapter 28, uh, where it, uh, actually it's the beginning of chapter 29, it's chapter 29, verse number one, continuation of 28, goes into chapter 29, there the Torah says, There the Torah called it a yom Trua. Here the Torah called it zichron Shua. Without getting into the distinctions between those two, what is the day actually about? What I mean to say is, from the standpoint of reading the plain meaning of the Torah, what is the day about? There is a tradition, of course, that the day of Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment, Yom Hadin. But the Torah doesn't explicitly say that at all. The Torah says zichron Shua. So I would suggest that the plain meaning of the Torah is this. In these list of festivals, and the continuing chapters as well, there, are, there is a holy day in the week, which is the Shabbat, which is the seventh day. And there's a festival of weeks, of seven weeks. Count out seven weeks, and we come to the holiday of weeks, called the holiday of Shavuot, which, of course, is listed in chapter 23. And then it turns out in chapter 25 that not only do we have the holy day and the holy seven weeks, the festival of seven weeks, but we also have the special seventh year known as the Shemitah. And not only that, we also have the seven times seven. You count seven times seven, seven years, seven times, and you come to what is called the Yovel, the Jubilee year. Seven days, seven weeks, seven years, and seven times seven years. So the fest bachodesh Hashvi Rosh Hashanah is the Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh in general is an important day. It may not be a holy day. It's a day of extra sacrifices. And Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the seventh month. That is to say, the seventh month is a special month. And the first day of that month, the Rosh Chodesh of the seventh month is of more significance than a plain Rosh Chodesh. It's actually very interesting that in the Talmud, in the tractate that deals with Rosh Hashanah, about half of the tractate deals with Rosh Chodesh. So the tractate already presumes that Rosh Hashanah is a kind of more significant Rosh Chodesh. And I would say that the Rosh Chodesh of the seventh month, that Rosh Hashanah itself, is a proclamation that the seventh month is here, but it also participates in the seventh month. What happens in the seventh month? There are two, potentially three festivals of the seventh month. On the tenth day of the seventh month, we have Yom HaKippurim, the Day of Atonement, described in great detail. The sacrificial order was described earlier in chapter 16. And then a few days later, we have the festival of Sukkot, beginning on the 15th, the full moon, and that concludes with what's called Shmini Yatzeret. The eighth day is a special Shemini Yatzeret, which is both part of Sukkot and separate from Sukkot. And it's interesting that in the book of Bamidbar, which describes the sacrificial service of these days, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and Shmini Yatzeret, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot have identical sacrificial Uh, Sacrifices brought as the additional, as the Musaf. Sukkot is different, many more sacrifices. But the end of the sacred cycle and the beginning of the sacred cycle have the identical sacrifices in the book of Bamidbar. Rosh Hashanah, I would argue, partakes. It both announces what's coming and partakes of it. It is preparatory to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And because it's preparatory to Yom Kippur, the truah is a kind of alarm we know that in the torah the torah spoke in the desert of trumpets and when you would travel in the desert you would make the truah sound the broken sound and when you come into the land and there's a war you make the truah sound you will be remembered by god so the truah which means brokenness has the is a sound of supplication is an alarm it's a sound of danger and that's the rabbinic understanding of Rosh Hashanah vis-a-vis Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah precedes Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, but the process of atonement, the acknowledgement of the, of the problem, the standing before the God who's a judge, that already is beginning in the first of the month. So from that perspective, Rosh Hashanah anticipates Yom Kippur. But Rosh Hashanah also anticipates the other great festival of the seventh month, the festival of sukkot and shemini atzeret which is a time of joy sukkot is the happiest time because it's the end of the season it's when you bring in the produce it's when you realize the benefits more the hard work you put in during the year yom kippur in a certain sense is looking back at the year and looking at the mistakes sukkot is looking at the year and saying and seeing what we did right so Rosh Hashanah then has these two elements. On one hand, it's the preamble to, it precedes Yom Kippur, and that's where the judgment comes in, and that's the fear of judgment, and that's standing before the king who's a judge, and that's the broken sound. Then there's the other sound. In the desert when they traveled, the Torah said in the 10th chapter of Bamidbo, when they would travel, they would make the truer sound. But when they gathered people together, or on the festivals. On your days of, of the festivals, you make the tekiah, which is not the unbroken sound. So Rosh Hashanah is both. That's the day of Rosh Hashanah. There's an aspect of Rosh Hashanah that leans towards the fear and the anxiety of judgment for acknowledging the past in terms of mistakes that we made and being held accountable. And on the other side of it, it anticipates the great festive seventh month the month of recognition of our triumphs and our successes that's the day of rosh hashanah as we live it rosh hashanah has these two elements which live together so this day the proclamation of the seventh month also participates in the seventh month it both announces the two great festivals of the seventh month and it partakes of the two great festivals of the seventh month.